This is really BMO. I know I got up there, baby. I know I got up there. Sweet eye. Let's start the show. Let's get it back. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, and welcome back to another episode of Who Wake Bake with B Mo Shababa. This is your chance to get in tune with all the things that are happening in blackness, from blackness to blackness by blackness, unashamedly black over here. Okay, I don't believe in no black limitations. As always, we want to give a shout out to the Washington the former bridge, WI Bridge, DC or WI Bridge. At WI Bridge, wait, WIBridgeDC.com or at WIBridgeDC on all social media uh, platforms. Make sure you check that out. There was an uh, issue that just came out recently. Make sure y'all check that out. I love working with the Informer because I keep using the example before. They have the 87% white viewership, but not one time have I seen the Washington Informer actually do something to elicit white viewership, meaning that you can do black things, still be successful within blackness, and other people will come watch you. Shout out to the Washington Informer Bridge. But before we even get too farther into the show, I want to give a shout out to the highlighter of my life, okay? The LED lights of my life, of my set of life, if you will. Make sure we're saying good morning to the lady of the house. Good morning, lady of the house. Good morning, sweetheart. And when I say make sure we're saying good morning to the lady of the house, I mean if you dropping comments, if you leaving likes, if you telling me what's up, I need you to say good morning to the lady of the house. It is important. Damn it. <laughs> okay. Don't make what I used to say back in the day. Don't make me come out there. That's that's what that's you a father. I'm a father. That's what fathers say. Well, we might have an immaculate conception on our way. Sweetheart. Oh Lord, <laughs> <laughs> sweetheart, we have a great show for you today. We have a great show for the people. Uh, as always, if y'all could go over to the new blueprints newsletter subscribe to that we do have a new issue coming out the clarence thomas thing i thought i'd be done by today but you know apparently the ancestors have not moved my hand further enough and consistently enough to get that done but i'll get that out hopefully by the end of the month which is today right <laughs> <laughs> uh so hopefully we can get that done go ahead and check it out if you need the uh i would love for you to subscribe subscribe five bucks a month but if you need the scholarship 
I understand letting the nigga know it's not about the $5. I just want to get out to the people, these written machinations from me, some of the things that we're talking about in uh, on this show. We want to make sure that we can implement them in real life. Yesterday, I was driving to Baltimore to do some TV shit. Not even Baltimore, but I was in Owens Mills. Mm-hmm. About 20 miles outside of Baltimore. And um, I was listening to WPFW. Uh, and for the second time that day, they had aired... Uh, a special of a group of individuals who were making recommendations to the UN about Pan-African policies in the world. And I was like, man, this is such great policy work. But man, I'm not interested in that shit at all. (laughs) Uh. I have no interest in policy at all. I think when Natalie told me on this show that the king is the king of social affairs, to me, that makes me think that maybe we should be separating some of these uh, 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 systematic fights and institutional destructions of, of, of racism and bigotry. Maybe we should be fighting them on two fronts where we have a policy side, but it also got to be niggas like me. It's also got to be niggas out here that's trying to change the social cultural world that's not dependent upon some people to give us powers within the state house. We'll get to that in a moment, but make sure y'all go check out the new Blueprint newsletter where we're doing just that. I think we're doing social cultural work to reshift our mindsets once the liberation comes. Because if you have a liberated people via policy, but they don't know what to do culturally, aren't they equally lost? Mm-hmm. That's all I'm saying. All right? Uh, make sure y'all subscribe to the New Blueprint uh, newsletter. That's also my avenue to authorship. I didn't make it into the Amistad. Did you know the Amistad at, uh, at Howard? Did you know about that? Uh, no. There's a, uh, there's a, uh, a literary journal that is produced on the campus of Howard University where all the best writers go. I tried all four years to get something into the homicide. Failed. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, for four. Damn. That's all right, though. I like me still. We got a great (laughs) show for you this morning. I like you, too. Thanks, sweetheart. As you know, it is Thursday. Um, It is Thursday, which means you know what time it is. It's time for the Paul Robeson Negro of the Week Award. So definitely stick around to the end of that. We have a few nominees we want to give out today. We gave out some nominees on Tuesday, Meek Mill. And then also I want to put Angie Nixon on that list. That's the representative who will be up in Ron DeSantis' ass. You can put her up on the um, on the Paul Rosen Negro of the Week nominee list. But we have some nominees we want to talk about. We want to talk about what's going on in Tennessee. We want to talk about uh, Pinky Doll. And then, of course, we're going to get to our Paul Rosen Negro of the Week. If you have any nominees in the meantime, in between time, definitely drop them in the chat. After you say good morning to the lady of the house, okay? Drop them in the chat and let us know what we can do. People on Instagram, y'all know what it is. Instagram got my angle right here, but I look way better on YouTube. Sweetheart, let's start off with... Um, oh, we got, we got a few comments from Good Vibe Tribe. Oh, we got some comments this morning? Yeah. <laughs> Are they saying good morning? I'm not taking no comments for saying good morning <laughs> to the lady of the house. He said, well, he started out and said, thank big, BMO. And then in quotes, you think in small, you got to think big. <laughs> you got to think big, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and then he said, good morning, BMO. Good morning, lady of the house, like okay. L-A-I-D-D-E-E. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I will accept the tertiary <laughs> comment as primary. I just moved that up in my head. I know you meant to say good morning first, but you know, niggas just be excited. That's all it is. Yeah. I want to say what I got to say. Better say good morning, lady of the house. I tell you that. <laughs> I tell you that. Damn it. I see these people on Instagram looking at me in my face and ain't nobody saying good morning to the lady of the house. That's all right. It's okay. No, it is not okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's start off, though, sweetheart. Um, 
funny enough, right before the show came back, when we came back in March? Mm, April? May. We came back in May? Yeah, like a few days before your birthday. Okay, for sure. For sure. Um, uh, right before that, I was uh, uh, beginning to write the um, the new Blueprint newsletter and just thinking about ways to activate my brain after I had been sleeping with Superman for such a long time. And um, um, a story came across my eyes. It was called The Tennessee Three. Uh, and I want to reduce that to The Tennessee Two, and I want to rename them Dem Boys, like Boys in the Hood. Um, I'm looking at my man Justin Pearson and Justin Jones. Have you heard the story out of Tennessee, sweetheart? Uh, bits and pieces. So there are these two young black boys, uh, men, excuse me, who are state representatives for different um, uh, geolocations in Tennessee. They are two of the youngest uh, uh, members of that assembly in the state. Uh, I think in May, April, there was an issue on the floor in the Tennessee Senate about gun laws. These two young men who represent Gen Z are coming uh, against gun laws in a very strong and personal energy. Remember we talked about how if we raised a group of black students away from public institutions, we would be surprised by some of the things that they would correct us about throughout their own history. Mm -hmm. And I believe that our I don't want to say softness, but I feel like we've been a little soft on gun violence as a generation. But I don't feel like Gen Z is having that. You know what I mean? They've seen too many. We only had one Columbine. That's, that's all I can remember from when I was a kid. It was one Columbine uh, and the Oklahoma City building got blew up by Tim Timothy McVeigh. Now it seems like every other week there's some type of shooting on a school campus, high school, middle school, elementary school, college. Damn, niggas don't got no morals and ethics no more. You don't shoot up grown folks. You're shooting up kids. That's wild. Shouldn't you shooting up nobody? But I'm just saying. <laughs> um, so we're talking about the okay. So we're talking about this Tennessee too. We're talking about the them boys. I want to play this video from Justin Pearson, who better articulates what was happening at the time. And I want to bring that into real life because this conversation is not over. Right? Go ahead, sweetheart. Play the video. I'm gonna start rolling this blunt. As though we are not living in a gun violence epidemic in the state of Tennessee. And the solutions that are being offered is actually to reduce the First Amendment rights of people who speak up on behalf of their constituencies, who speak up on behalf of people who are tired of the guns, who are tired of seeing legislation being passed that lowers the age for you to carry, tired of seeing legislation being passed that says you don't need a permit, tired of legislation being passed that says if we give teachers guns, that's somehow going to fix the problem. People are tired of these non-real solutions to a real problem that we are suffering from. I've lost a classmate this year from gun violence. My mentor died last year from gun violence. We are dealing with the gun violence epidemic and the resolution is not to, to silence the voices of people who send us here to the people's house to speak with them and for them. It is to make sure we do just legislation. It's to make sure we fight for red flag laws. We fight for good storage laws. We fight to make sure that this is a democracy and maintains its democratic principles. But that's what's being lost today. And so every Tennessean needs to be very concerned that we are not in a democracy. And across the United States of America, there has been no House members who have ever been expelled for exercising their First Amendment rights in a peaceful protest. This is a first in American history, and we are losing our democracy to white supremacy. 
We are losing our democracy to patriarchy. We are losing our democracy to people who want to keep a status quo that is damning to the rest of us and damning to our children and unborn people. It is no coincidence that the two youngest black lawmakers in the state of Tennessee and one or two women are on trial today. That is not accidental. This is what happens when you lose democracy. This is what we are fighting against and must stand up against as legislators and as people and as citizens across this country. Because it's starting in Tennessee. Okay. So that was, that was my man, Justin Pearson, uh, who is a state representative for Tennessee. He is outlining what happened back in that time where those two boys, Justin Pearson and Justin Jones, were dismissed from that assembly for hosting a protest about gun violence, mm -hmm. right? So this is the timeline. They were voted. They were voted in by their constituents of the state. They were making debates on the floor of the state Senate about gun violence. They were then voted off and suspended for said debate. And what Justin is saying in that clip is never in the history of America has that happened. This is the same America with Jim Crow. This is the same America with caste slavery. This is the same America with lynchings. This is the same America with police brutality. This is the same America who argued Roe v. Wade. This is the same America who's arguing uh, affirmative action. Until that moment, no a uh, 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 person of that assembly had been voted to be suspended from their office. That's crazy. It's crazy, right? <clears throat> but because the law, uh, uh, the special assembly had to gather and vote these two brothers back on to the Tennessee assembly. So that's what happened. But in the meantime, in between time, this is why I want to talk about this, talk about this today. In the meantime, in between time, on some sneaky parliamentary shit, while they were suspended, the voting body passed a new parliamentary procedure for how they uh, uh, how they operate in session. That parliamentary procedure says if you are called out of order twice, you can no longer speak during the rest of the assembly. That means if we gather here today to debate gun violence and the Speaker of the House has deemed you out of order two times, then you can be permanently silenced for that assembly. You know the, the 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 protests saying no justice, no peace. Mm -hmm. They're saying uh, shut your mouth, and there'll still be no justice, right. right? You can you can do all that disruptive shit when you're outside, but if you disrupted me, if I consider you to be out of order two times, I can permanently silence you. Let's play the next clip. I think it's um from the Tennessee Holler. They've been doing great sourcing for this for me because it's a very nefarious thing that's happening here. Sweetheart, go ahead and play that clip. Stay on the topic of the legislation. It looks like that arguing that we don't need more guns or more police in schools was the reason for him being silenced. It was about what he was saying that was not germane to the bill. It's the voice of democracy getting slaughtered. Larry Woods has coached Democratic politicians at every level of government in the fine art of debate. We showed him Jones's remarks on the guns in private schools bill. What is one little Glock against an AR-15? Representative Jones, that's not the bill that's before you, sir. You're out of order. Was he out of order? No. And with people like State Representative Justin Jones make a measured, calm, studious argument about here's what we ought to be looking at, here's what we ought to be doing, they, don't, they want him exiled. They want him silenced. 
and they manipulated the rules to do that. This is legitimate debate in your mind? Of course it is. That SROs have not been shown to reduce instances of mass shootings. As for Jones's argument against putting more cops in schools. We need to pay our teachers better. We don't need more police in our schools. Representative Jones, you're off the bill again, sir. You're out of order. And that comment was considered to be the final straw. I was stunned. When, when I heard that was the comment, I thought, surely that can't be right. This is no yelling and screaming kind of, uh, you know, that kind of debate. This is very calm, measured. He was saying SROs are not the answer. Better teacher pay is the answer. Better mental health is the answer. But that's his opinion. If his opinion, though, is that other things would better solve the problem than the bill being discussed, why should he not have the latitude to express that opinion? Well, because the rules on the House has always been, and that's the Mason's rules as well, is you stay uh, germane to the topic of the bill. Democrats saw a double standard when a Republican went off topic to take a swipe at Jones. Ultimately, will not be believed about anything, no matter how many times any such member gets up. Represent Bolso, Represent Bolso. Stay, stay on the bill. So he tells him, stay on the bill, but he doesn't bang the gavel and rule him out of order. Is that a double standard? Absolutely. It's pretty clear that Representative Jones has, has gotten under your skin. Do you feel like it's become personal? I don't think he's under my skin. I think what we're going to do is we're going to hold the rules and we're going to hold him accountable. You're out of order. Sorry. And Larry Woods tells me he thinks that Justin Jones could have a lawsuit against Speaker Sexton for infringing on his free speech rights. But clearly the speaker thinks that deciding what is and is not appropriate debate is his job. And it's clear that with a supermajority. <laughs> that man, the Speaker of the House, told several lies in this conversation. <laughs> several lies. And I think the biggest lie he told is that Representative Jones is not getting under his skin. That is an absolute <laughs> falsehood. Let me tell you something, sweetheart. <laughs> I have encountered many a racist in my southern days. I know that look in his face. <laughs> I know that look. That look is, nigga, if you don't get in your place. Mm-hmm. What is wrong with you? A white man is speaking right now. I know that look. I don't even want to go there yet. Um, these are the things that's happening on the floor of this voting assembly in Tennessee. Uh, the <laughs> I, Sweetheart, we were having this conversation uh, a, a couple of days ago, but I asked you the other day, what exactly is a B plus? When I think about my times in academic settings and all the times that I wrote papers that were contradictory to the thought processes of the people who were teaching me, because I am naturally a contrarian, although everything might have been definition on point, grammar been on point, somehow I always ended up with these 89s. And I always felt like these 89s were just petty ways to say, this is as good as you can get without agreeing with me. Yeah, It's always been a subjective view of somebody's work. If I don't agree with you, then somehow you are wrong. Not necessarily that we had different perspectives, but if you disagree with me that you're wrong, I'm right, I'm going to penalize you for those situations by taking away this arbitrary A grade. Why do I feel like that's what's happening here? We were listening to a podcast right before we came on and we said that, and it said that men believe in the meritocracy because they're the ones in power. Mm-hmm. 
meaning they're the ones who define the skills, meaning they're the ones who define the boundaries and the parameters. So if this Speaker of the House, while these two individuals were suspended, passed a new parliamentary procedure law saying that I could permanently silence you after being out of order twice, and then shows an inequitable uh, uh, approach to calling people out of order, then this is a very intentional way to systemically shut down two individuals who have already shown passion towards a particular issue. Mind you, this issue is still gun laws. This is the same issue that got them kicked out through protests in May. Same issue. Mm -hmm. um, so when we listen to Justin Pearson say that the solution is not putting more guns in the schools, the solution is having a diverse solution to all the issues that happen in schools, I don't understand how that's not germane to a bill about gun laws. We need less guns. That's the argument. We need less guns and we need more social services. Right. But somehow the Speaker of the House has determined that that argument is not germane to the bill. Why? <laughs> is that strictly based on his understanding of how safety should work in these situations? If this individual is already pro-guns in schools and here's an argument that is anti to that, can he just say that's out of order? Right. So I, I forgot to put these pictures up. So as they were silenced, people in the crowd were holding, were handing them signs that they could hold, right? <laughs> Protect our kids, not guns. Mm -hmm. Stuff of that situation. And then as the assembly was adjourning, this is how I know this is personal. I know this face. As the assembly was adjourning, this happened. Play the videos we are. At the end of the assembly, as the crowd was yelling to the Speaker of the House, vote them out, meaning vote out the Speaker of the House. Mm -hmm. Right before uh, the adjournment was called, Justin Jones called for a vote of no confidence against the Speaker, in which the Speaker used another parliamentary procedure trick to shut down Justin Jones again. Uh, so, these, so if you see Justin Jones and Justin Pearson, the two young black boys from the Tennessee Three, they are on both sides of the Speaker with a sign in the hand, not mistaken that it's peaking green. I love that. By the way. <laughs> um, uh, and what does the what does the uh, speaker of the house do? I don't know if you saw it. You seen a little elbow? <laughs> you seen a little? Mm -hmm. You seen a little check? Mm. The speaker of the house want to put hands on Justin Pearson. Want to put hands on Justin Jones, and I can see it in that little and little body check. Uh, uh, <clears throat> the house put up that. Uh, Put up the next one where I got the Paul Rose and Negro the week nominees. Mm -hmm. Look at this picture right here. Look at this picture right here. They are on the Speaker of the House's ass. You see these boys right here? <laughs> on both sides, silent and profound in this man. And this is what I'm telling you. What I know from my racist days in the past, there is a limit. Uh oh, the people on Instagram don't lost me. There is a limit to what. There is a limit to the uh, 
politeness and the public appeal that white men will play against mm-hmm. in order to make sure that the racism don't show. There is a limit. Right. Speaker of the House has reached a limit. This man put his hands on another uh, voting member of his own assembly. <laughs> and then in the press conference after it said, oh, he was pushed into. Ain't nobody pushed you into that, man. Right. You was walking down him solo like a like a like a like a soul train line. Ain't nobody push you, babe. I know what that is. I know what that is. These niggas ain't got under your skin because they ain't got out of place in your perspective. How dare you come into my voting assembly where we have ruled for the last 150 years and challenge me in front of all of my white friends? Mm-hmm. That's why, sweetheart, these two individuals, Justin Pearson. Justin Jones, uh, they refused to be silenced. They went on MSNBC. They went on CNN. They they talked to the Tennessee Holler. They are on social media. They are talking to the constituents. The reason why you can hear a crowd in the background is because the Gen Z people who voted for these two individuals, they pulled up. Mm -hmm. That's what Gen Z will do. Gen Z will pull up. We'll we'll clown them for being on the internet all day. But piss them off and see what happens. (laughs) <laughs> these niggas will pull don't forget these niggas had a march on Washington yeah the children had a 17 under had a march on Washington they're not playing with us they're not playing with you so I'd like to consider them a nominee for the Paul Robeson Negro of the Week award cause in 1955-65 this could've got them killed Shit, it might get them killed today. But they bold and they courageous and they're speaking truth to power. And even though the parliamentary rules are silencing them, they refuse to be silenced. Mm-hmm. I appreciate them. And they're younger than both of us, we are. Yeah. Mm. That shit powerful. <laughs> that shit powerful. So I just want to give them. I just want to give them the flowers. Let them know that we see you. I know I'm not in Tennessee. There's nothing I can do formally to help these individuals but if there's a way that we can get this news out i've been thinking about maybe we could build a new blueprint around them or some type of strategy to help them succeed in some way i don't know uh but i i I, when this first came out in may i said that when they were re-elected via that special service that um uh, uh these two individuals would receive a national praise that would be unprecedented to any other uh congressman or any other state representative that we've had since barack obama so I feel like they're going down that same path. I love uh we didn't I didn't put the Justin Jones arguments in here, but you kind of saw that in the in the clip with um with those two white men trying to uh uh vilify Justin's debate strategy, but Justin is intentionally being muted and neutral in his tone of voice, right? Yeah. Whereas Justin Pearson is a little more radical and loud. So they attacking this thing from both sides. They actually we appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We got any comments, sweetheart? What are your thoughts on the Justin? Uh, I love what they're doing. They're directly standing in the face of adversity. They're doing a dangerous thing. Um, they are advocating for not, you know, not just the young people, but for all of us. Right. And yeah, I love it. Like, <laughs> yeah. they're also not it. as young as I thought. They're both 28. They're both 28? Yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. How do you? 28. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> These are your contemporaries, not, yeah. your, not your neos. My apologies. So I, I feel good. I feel 
I mean, I am a little nervous of the future, but if we have the boys, yeah, right. If we have them boys, we have people that are advocating for us and are trying to change the systems that have been oppressing us for so long, then we might be in good ends. I just thought of a strategy. You can let the, the this picture okay. go. I just thought of a strategy. So in this picture, the speaker of the house has his own private security. Oh well. <laughs> What would happen if Justin Jones and Justin Pearson came with their own security? And you know what security I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you know what security I'm talking about. Uh, don't let them. Don't let them koofies come out. <laughs> don't let. Oh my God! Don't let the black men in suits come out. Oh, oh my, my God. God! These niggas, the, the niggas in suits, be killing me. Man. You know those little like it's like a little cross thing, like the little tie. You know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Don't let the niggas with the suits and the cross ties or the fez hats come out. Mm-hmm. I just, I'm thinking about like <laughs> what happens if Justin Jones shows up with the Nation of Islam, the Nation of uh, Islam. Mm-hmm. What happens then? <laughs> what happens if uh, what happens if Justin Jones comes with Tariq Nasheed's FBA army or whatever the fuck he calls it <laughs> <laughs> what happens then uh, I think that would be a, I think that would be a hilarious strategy to at least fight back with some of these parliamentary procedures what do the people got to say sweetheart um let's see Good Vibe Tribe said I nominate oh wait we'll go back to that but he said racist and then fire emojis and then he said, "The fruit, the That's fruit, right. yeah." They don't want that. <laughs> they don't want that. Uh, oh, Marcus Backwards is on here. Tennessee House back. I think he was back in the Tennessee House back in January, and they're up again for re-election next year. Stay ready. That's what he said. So maybe we could do some. Okay. Maybe we can do some little. Uh, little you know what they need? What? You know what they really need? <laughs> they need some hip hop endorsements. Yeah, they need they need them boys. They need the boys in the hood. That's right, Jeezy and Diddy from Bad Boy South. We need an official endorsement against these boys. You know what I mean? We need a rap song. <laughs> we need something. We need sexy red. We need somebody to come through. We were just talking about vote or die. Yeah, we were just talking about vote or die. We need. That's what we need. <laughs> come on, hip hop. <laughs> come on now. We need. <laughs> me, right, me. <laughs> All right, sweetheart. I have finished rolling the blunt. Oh, and then um, what's up? Good vibe type said I nominate the mayor of Baltimore for a poly. The mayor of Baltimore. What do he do? Good question. And then he also was talking about the DC sniper. In terms of like, is he the nominee? Oh no, no, no! Oh. Like, because <laughs> you were talking about um, mass shootings, I believe, like of our time. Yeah. Yeah, he was, he was talking about well, the you, Oh my God, I saw this the other day. You know they de- they redefine mass shootings as three or more victims. Yeah. And so when you look when you put it that way, and when you look at the giant sheet of all the mass shooters, mm-hmm. it's 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 mostly black folks. What? Right, because they consider <laughs> this is some sneaky shit. Wow. They consider like if uh, there was a drive by. Mm-hmm. And three people got hit by a bullet, then that's a mass shooting. Well, they don't consider it. There is no definition for domestic terrorism. There is a definition for mass shooting, which happens to include a whole bunch of black folks. I don't think that was uh, accidental. No, not at all. Um, oh, Marcus Baxter said we got to reelect Brandon Scott, mayor of Baltimore. Okay. Baltimore mayor 
I can't even say it right now. Baltimore Mayor Brandon Scott. <laughs> Boy, I tell you, I had to do a voiceover. That shit fucked me up. Uh, all right, all right, folks on Instagram, I need y'all to do me a solid favor. Come on over to YouTube. We about to take a break off the Instagram. Come on over to YouTube, catch the full video. Make sure you like, like and subscribe. Right now, we're going to play for the last time on this show. Maybe. No, no. Uh, but for the last time on the show, as I announced it, we're going to play Tone J featuring my man Michael Robinson and Tashira. Make sure y'all check that out on all social media platforms and video platforms on YouTube. Let's get them views up. In the meantime, in between time when we're on intermission, let's throw out some more Paul Ropes and Negro of the Week nominees. We'll read them and consider them at the end of the show. See who we vote on. Uh, thank y'all for watching on Instagram. We'll be right back. We'll be right back with more Wake and Bake with BMO. Let me tell you something. If you are watching from LA right now, Kadaro, boy, you you must you, you <laughs> well, you must live a different life. It's five thirty in the morning. Five thirty. <laughs> Shout out to you. Yeah, we appreciate you. <laughs> we appreciate you. Uh, and let us know when we can come out to LA and do a little live show, man. I guess we'll do it. At, we'll do it at five thirty or eleven thirty. What do you think we should do? For <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> man, that's love right there, Kadaro. I think you got a pizza restaurant, right? Did I make that up? Oh well. I think he do it. He he's the black pizza man. I think I read that in his profile. Nice. Correct me if I'm wrong, Kadar. I do a lot of drugs, so I could definitely be making some shit up. All right, sweetheart. Um, let's see here. We had the bluntest role. We got to do two things. We need to do blunt manifestations, and it's time for the sweetheart black fat. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, what's some manifestation? What, what you want? Do some manifestations first. All right, we got our. Uh, 
We got a blunt here. We appreciate Michael Robinson featuring Tashira on Tone J. Mm -hmm. That joke is stuck in my head. Right. Um, uh, let's see here. What are we manifesting here, sweetheart? Um, health. I think we should manifest some great health going forward. Um, anything mm. going on this weekend? Mm, I mean, it's a Labor Day weekend, so... Manifest these paychecks coming in on time. <laughs> that do. You hear me? Uh, what you got, sweetheart? What you manifesting while I'm lighting this blunt? Uh, I'm also go for health, but I'm all, I'm gonna throw in a little safety in there. <laughs> Cause it's it's dangerous outside. Dangerous outside. Yeah. I wonder if the wake and bake with people nights. I uh, wonder if that they know that's their name. And two, I wonder if they have their own manifestations as we as we lighten this blunt. If you got some blunt manifestations. Wake and Bake with B-Wanine. Definitely throw those in the chat right now. I'm very interested to see what y'all got going on. Some of the things you want to see happening. I will say, last night though, I went to a um, I went to a premiere for uh, an episode I shot for HBCU Week on Maryland Public Television. I'll put that up on um, on my socials. I think Monday is when it actually comes out, so I think I can do some social media in there. Uh, so I will definitely do that. Um, Should I? Mur, 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 mur. Is that a sure? Okay, <laughs> uh, sure. Uh, so that's happening, and I will say that we are, as I said, I was trying to manifest my own television show and specials and more access into that particular medium. That is definitely going to happen after last night. There are a lot of people who are in, impressed with some of the things that we do. Uh, I'll just say on a very personal note, I hate, I hate being considered funny. Yeah, but maybe I'm funny. <laughs> See, <laughs> maybe I'm funny. Um, yeah, I, I think you're, you're charismatic, but you you are funny. But I don't think you intend to be funny. <laughs> I really don't be trying to be funny. But yeah. I guess there it is. Um, <laughs> but I'm, I, uh, Claudia sent me a book title about the importance of satire and comedy within Black expression. So I will definitely be. Um, I'll definitely probably look into that and try to figure out how I can get away from this feeling of not being, feeling like I want to be a comedian. Because I try, I, to, I tell you this before, I tried stand-up comedy twice. I did two nights. In college? Uh, no, this is this is when I was on R Street. Oh, okay. Um, I did, I did stand-up comedy two nights. And after the second night, I had a revelation. I don't like being laughed at. Hmm. <laughs> so I was like, you know what? I'm good. Not even like when they're laughing with you. No, I, I don't. I don't know. <laughs> okay, interesting. We got um, two manifestations. Oh, we got we got some manifestations. What we got? We got well, run the trap and drop the bass. Said big love, be safe. Hi, run good morning. The trap, drop the bass. Yeah. All right. Right. Uh, I like good it. Morning, man. I like it. <laughs> and Natalie said, new opportunities when I hand in this resignation today. Okay. Tell them you out. Right. Tell them you out. <laughs> we up. Tell them they got a problem. Call the king. Right. <laughs> Don't call me. Call the king. Right. Here's his personal number. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and Kadaro said, yes, sir. The black pizza man. I'm getting, I'm up getting ready for work nine to five Monday through Friday and run the bar on the weekends. That's what's up. Nice. Well, hold on. Hold on. Natalie, what are you quitting? What are you resigning from? Is it, is it TGS? 
Okay, we can, we can talk offline if that's the case, because I want to know. If, yeah. it's some, if it's some tea, I want to drink it. <laughs> All right. Good, good vibe. Oh. oh, go ahead, go ahead. Good vibe tribe said, I'm manifesting some amazing instrumentals, finishing my album strong. Ooh. Okay. You know who probably got some good instrumentals on? Who? Yaj. Right? Man. Uh, who who makes their beats? Yaj. Yeah, I think that it's between Yaj and Kendall. Yeah, yeah. Yaj is a, Yaj is a whole ass... Um, is a whole ass uh, composer. Should definitely look you up. Another uh, another wake and bake with be one night. Hey, I'm Yaj. If you want to go ahead and and, uh, uh, and initiate that situation, just tell him that your fellow friend Bimo sent you, and he'll look you up. He'll look you up. <laughs> great, great performer, my man. Great. Um, Natalie says she doesn't work there. Her nine to five. Okay, for sure. Fuck the nine to five. <laughs> Fuck the nine to five. Right. All right, well, you know what time it is. Mm-hmm. It's time for the sweet eyed black back. Okay, so we got a two and one today. They're tied into each other, so we got two and one today. Mm-hmm. Y'all let y'all let me know if y'all can hear the lady of the house loud and clear now. Go ahead. Okay. Uh George Washington Carver of Tuskegee Institute. Mm-hmm. This was before it was Tuskegee University, apparently. Oh, right. Nice. One of the world's greatest agricultural chemists was awarded the Roosevelt Medal in nineteen thirty nine for a distinguished service in the field of science. From the peanut, he has extracted 285 products, and from the sweet potato, 118. Dr. Carver was born a slave. Thomas Edison once offered him a large salary to take charge of one of the Edison laboratories, but Carver refused in order to continue the work he had begun with Booker T. Washington at Tuskegee Institute. Oh, oh, oh. Right. <laughs> Second part. This was well, a different fact, okay, but okay. After his famous speech at the Atlanta Exposition in 1895, Booker T. Washington refused an offer of $50,000 for a series of lectures because it would interrupt his work at Tuskegee, which was bringing him much less. And $50,000 today is $1,816,125. Jeez. Right. Well, that's, that's it? Uh, there is proof... Hold on, give me a second. Huh. George Washington Carver turned down Edison to continue to work at Tuskegee. <laughs> With Booker T. Washington, yeah. And Booker T. Washington turned down $1.8 million to continue to work at Tuskegee. Booker T. Washington turned down $1.8 million. Yeah, and, Tom, and Dr. Carver turned down Thomas Edison. Whoa, whoa, right. whoa! Who did Booker T turn down? Um, it was for a series of lectures after his speech at the Atlanta Exposition. So then, like, oh man, you know what question I got to ask me, dog? What's up? What are we supposed to do with these niggas with money? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> what are we supposed to do with these niggas with money? That's life changing money. It, it is life changing money. That's a, that's a life. That's not even life changing money. That's a life changing even opportunity. Exactly. To put it even in those terms. Right. Like. You could work with Ed- George Washington Carver. Could have been uh, one of Edison's uh, people. Mm-hmm. Now, name another Edison profite. Name another Edison Neo. I mean, name, yeah, name another Edison, Edison Neo. I think there's one on the Black Americans of Achievement game that we talked about, but yeah. like, I can't remember his name. Right. Ooh, what a choice. Yeah. Also... What are these other products that came from sweet potatoes and peanuts? Right, because this is the first time I'm hearing about the sweet potato. <laughs> we always hear about peanut butter, but like, what's the other one? Right. What else did he create with the peanut? Did we? Did, <laughs> don't tell me the LED light came from the peanut. Like, <laughs> like I mean, <laughs> what else came from the peanut? 
And then, uh, yeah, it says Edison sent his personal representative to Tuskegee for the purpose of making Dr. Carver join his mighty forces at Orange Grove in New Jersey. And then Booker T. Oh, he wanted him to come to Jersey? Yeah. Bro, I'm not going to Jersey. <laughs> like, you lost me there. Even about the money. I'm not going to no For what? <laughs> I'm going to Jersey. I bet it wasn't the same back then. I bet it was. <laughs> I bet it was the same back then. <laughs> I, t- I put money on that. <laughs> and then Booker T said, one lecture bureau offered me $50,000. I replied that my life work was at Tuskegee. That's right. Right. So what are we supposed to do with these niggas with money? Exactly. What are we supposed to do with these niggas who are who are choosing money over investing in institutions that might save them. Right. You know what we should call them? What's that? We should call them white. I was going to say, does that make them betrayers of their race? Not. Betrayers of the race is so harsh. It is harsh, but like. I mean, okay. Does one infraction make you a betrayer? I feel like it's a lifestyle or, you know. The choices that you make, because he you had know one who's a great example. Who Donald Glover? Donald mm. Glover has created absolutely phenomenal forms of black media and representations of blackness. Yeah, I've even said he's a great representation of blackness, married to a white woman. Mm-hmm. I've seen arguments online that say that he would be a betrayer to his race. I've seen black women say because he don't want to love on black women, therefore he can't love on black folks. And to a certain degree, I agree with some of those things, although they are a little harsh, a little, you know what I'm saying, a little marginalizing. Mm -hmm. But like, if we consider that an infraction, does one infraction make you a betrayer of your race? Or is it depending (laughs) on the the infraction? You can marry a white woman, but you you still got to make black institutions. That's only way. It's okay. Uh, we got some comments. Interesting. Great fact. Thanks, Will. I appreciate that black fact. No problem. Turn down the bread. <laughs> and Edison was considered the world's greatest inventor. And you turned that down. Right. <laughs> world's greatest inventor. <laughs> Didn't all his people make his products, though? Wasn't he just like the chief? Right. Yeah. The figurehead. my ass. <laughs> Same way the fucking Columbus is a, a discoverer. Right. <laughs> Please. How can you discover something that's already... Like, people already live there. How you invent something other people made? That's all right. <laughs> Let's not get into the conspiracy theories about him and, uh, him and Tesla. <laughs> Let's see. We got some comments. What we got before we get into our, our final topic slash nominee, and then we vote for our Paul Ropes and Negro of the Week. Okay. <laughs> this nigga said peanut brittle. That's the only comment I can see. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, Lewis Latterman. That's exactly who it is. Yeah. That's a, okay. That's what I was thinking. Okay. Yeah, you said comical. Is that better? Uh, <laughs> okay, let's put it this way. Let's put it this way. If I, okay, I, sweetheart knows this. I study a lot of late night television, right? Mm-hmm. I think it's almost like obsessive at this point. Um, there are several types of late night hosts. There is the comedian, like mm-hmm. Dave Letterman, like Jimmy Kimmel, right? There is the comical, who was more like, uh, uh, although Johnny Carson was a comedian, I would say he was more comical because he wasn't a great comedian. And then also, what's that boy? That that uh, not Jimmy Kimmel, the other Jimmy, Jimmy Fallon. Yeah, right. I would say they're more comical than actual comedians. Right. And then you have 
I would even put Arsenio Hall in that situation. Like, it is more comical than it is we're here for a full comedian situation. Then you have people who do, like, late-night shows like, man, Jack Parr or, what's his name, Rick Snyder or, uh, uh, trying to think somebody people would know or like not W. Kamal Bell or like uh, Al Sharpton had a late night show for a little while like I or Bomani Jones you know what I mean Uh, I want to be like them (laughs) (laughs) I want to be like them but also I recognize that them niggas put niggas to sleep sometimes too and I don't like to be born maybe you're right maybe I'm comical no no self-analyzation on the show what other comments we got um he said, we see you, black man. Congrats, Nat. Um, man, Yaj has great beats, right? <laughs> oh, my God. He said, I met bro. Um, he said, what's up? He met bro? Yaj. He met Yaj? I guess so. Oh, nice. <laughs> uh, hit up your- oh, also hit up Chiquette. Mm-hmm. Definitely hit up Chiquette. Chiquette, um, is he on my story? If he's not, If he's not on my... If you don't see him on my immediate situation, it's C-H-E-A-K-A-I-T-Y. Chiquette also was a pretty brilliant producer within himself. If Micah is on here, I don't know if Micah would make a beat for you, but that nigga can compose the shout out song. Let me tell you something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let me tell your black ass something. <laughs> um, one of them ones, man. Mm-hmm. I talk about, uh, I tell you about my friend, I tell you my friend Alex in Mississippi, right? I left him alone in my little uh, 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 instrument room came back two days later he had mastered all the instruments yeah <laughs> I've been playing the saxophone for six years at a time he was already better than me in two days I was like this bitch this uh-huh. bitch oh my god uh, yeah Michael one of them ones man uh, yeah he said I had crystal clear audio nice then he said that's big talking about the fact reminds me of W.B. Du Bois saying I assure you the honor was theirs when he graduated from Harvard <laughs> it was right no I made y'all better what? Right. What? What? WB the boys crazy. I thought that was a corny ass nigga too, man. Can you imagine that corny ass nigga telling you that? I just know WB the boys was a corny ass nigga. That's not disrespectful. <laughs> <laughs> we know plenty of corny ass niggas. Will Smith a corny ass nigga too. You can still be respected. We still fuck with you. <laughs> you can be corny. You can be corny. I still fuck with you. Right. And then he said, yeah, Louis Latimer was a black man under Edison. Yep. Pina Brittle. Um, Lady of the House is right there. Benedict Arnold, you got to make it right if you betray. Hmm. That's Ed- right. If you betray. And mm-hmm. that's because I don't think there are such harsh... I don't know. We're not getting into that. Let's get into this last topic. Oh, and then, then he said time. Edison at Ghostwriter is the same way Diddy is a producer with the upside down <laughs> face. <laughs> we talk about Diddy on Tuesday. <laughs> Diddy let us punch him in the face. It's a revolutionary thing to do. Um, all right, let's talk about... Uh, the lady of the house doesn't know this, but I would like to consider this next person a Paul Robeson Negro of the week. I'd like to nominate them for the status. Uh, <laughs> when I say the name, I know uh, people might not understand, but I think this person is absolutely genius. Sweetheart, when I, um, you know, I spent some time in Mississippi when I was growing up, I endured and witnessed uh, some of the hardest lines of racism. I think I told you a story about the time I was at the state fair and the Klan showed up. Did I tell you that? Yeah. 
I was on the Ferris wheel and I lived. we came over the horizon of the Ferris wheel and there was them torches and there was them clans on them horses mm-hmm. and it's like a it was like a a oil drop in a in a in a glass of water it was just like people just moved well. out of their way it was one of the most powerful sights of like visual fear that I've ever seen there was a place in Mississippi called Lusco's where everybody knew you couldn't go black people could not go to Lusco's couldn't do it and they had a black security guard. You try to walk in there if you want to. It's crazy. You won't walk away. That's the point. <laughs> right? Uh, I endured some very hard lines of racism. But it wasn't until I got to Howard that I witnessed colorism. Mm-hmm. I had, like, people talked about me being dark-skinned, but nobody, like, really treated me differently. Like, oh, yeah, you black as hell, you pee-pee sweet tea, you know what I'm saying, you sweat oil, okay, whatever, right? Your mama black too, whatever. <laughs> Your teeth crooked. Like, that's what it felt like until I got to Howard that the colorism that I experienced was much more, like, playground. Yeah. And not playground to diminish, but playground in the sense that it was just, like, it was just aesthetic, you're dark, I'm not, I'm not dark, I'm gonna talk about you because you got that different from me not I'm going to treat you different and treat you like you're the like you're the the bane of existence or you're not worth love or worth respect. Mm-hmm. I didn't get that till I got to Howard Sweetheart. Mm-hmm. And maybe I should say I didn't recognize it until I got to Howard. Yeah. I'm not going to say her name cuz she did. Uh but there was a lady at Howard who was over uh rentals of Blackburn, the student activity center. Yeah. Uh, y'all know me I started programming stuff when I was at Howard sophomore year Um, I noticed the first time I tried to um, like reserve a room in Blackburn it was just so hard for me it was hard for me to get an appointment it was hard for me to explain what the event was it seemed like I had to have more paperwork and I had to have more evidence of the organization that we were using, although the organization was the band. That was the first thing I was trying to, it wasn't even KKSI, it was the fucking band. Trying to get a room for a, a, a band showcase. Uh, and it just seemed like I had so many hoops to go through and it didn't work out for me. So I remember junior year when I was in KKSI, I uh, was trying to do the independent band showcase in the ballroom, which would have been all the independent bands at the time on campus, came together, have a big concert. If you've been to Show and Tell, if you've been to the uh, the Speakeasy situation, if you've been to Urbane, then you've been to the independent band showcase. I mean, it all comes from there. And the, it just so happens that uh, Malik was with me the day I was trying to reserve. No, that's not what happened. Here's what happened. So I reserved the room, let's say, on Friday the 14th. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I show up on Friday the 14th. I get approval from this lady. I show up Friday the 14th. Uh, everything seems to be going smooth. I show up my, at my time. Somebody is somebody else is setting up a different event. So yeah. I go to talk to the lady who's over RSVPing, and it just so happens that Malik is with me. I think Malik might have been pledging, or we might have been kicking or whatever. It just so happens Malik is with me to help set up the situation. Uh, and I go downstairs to talk to her and this lady is giving me the nastiest attitude I have never ever received in my life and I have only spoken to her 
respectfully. Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. Misses that. Misses this. Here's the paperwork. Mind you, it's the same lady who denied me a year before. So I was already prepared for all the bullshit. So I had all my paperwork together, had my pictures and my proposals, had my posters all approved, had everything checklisted with the with the student council, whatever checklist to do programs. Everything was cool. The lady canceled my program though on that Friday the 14th and was like, well, uh, you can just do it tomorrow. And what? so I was like, wait, 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 what? Uh, but Malik was standing there. Yeah. And then I started noticing, I'm talking to her about this event, but as I'm talking to her, she's not talking back to me. She's talking to Malik. Well. Malik is my very light-skinned friend. Malik is like, uh, who color? Uh, who famous first color? Malik is like Terrence Howard color. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I'm talking to her about her canceling my event. She's answering me, talking to him. Mm-hmm. So I noticed that and I'm like, okay, let me step back. I send Malik over to the office of uh, whatever office it was that so you can get your programs. I sent him with all the information that I had, sent him, go reserve this room. Just want to see what happens. Malik comes back like 15, 20 minutes later. It's like, oh, it's done. Stamp of approval, no questions asked, didn't have to show the evidence. Wow. And I was like, hmm, I think it's because I'm dark skinned. Me and Malik have the same temperament. This is, and I use Malik specifically in this, in this situation because me and Malik have the same temperament. If we both get pissed off, we both gonna act the same way. But in a very general Southern boy attitude, when it comes to older black women, we are very submissive. We are very serene. We are very uh, uh, respectful in that situation. That's just how we was raised. That's what our grandmas look like. That's what we gonna do. That's the first time I noticed that. And when I noticed it from that forth on, when it came to reserving events, what I do, sweetheart? Did I send my black ass back in that... Uh, Student Affairs Office to reserve the room? Who I send? Malik. Every time. It's either Malik or our other light-skinned brother, Ray. Every time I'm sending one of them, no problems. Meaning that to say, I know once I recognized that colorism was a problem, I knew to use the assets around me to still get what I want. Yeah. In order to be successful, sometimes you got to put out that light-skinned face. That's why my Paul Robeson Negro of the Week nominee, Pinky Doll. Put the picture up, sweetheart. <laughs> Put the picture up, sweetheart. The... Or actually, play the NPC girl just so we can be uh, aware of what she is showing to us. And then play uh, uh, the Pinky Doll joint. Take it, Itzel. You got me feeling like a queen. Mm-hmm. Yes, 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 yes. Balloon. Oh, thank you, Amr. Wow, why is my white dress so can match with the flowers on my head? Beautiful. Oh, thank you, big. You got me feeling like a queen. Mm-hmm. Mm, that was good. Coconut. Oh, thank you, baby. This is so cute. Oh, thank you, baby. I love you. Yes, yes, yes. Mm, ice cream. Oh, you can keep my mic on, too. Because they, they're not talking for real. Oh, the, the other one? Yeah, play the other one. She's showing a real face. Tonight, yes, yes, yes. Ice cream. Look at this young lady. Look at this young lady. Ice cream, so good. Gang, gang. You can't tell me. Well, I, um, tell me I think that means Jesus. we should announce that she nominees is first Beyonce the year. I love you. I love you. I love you. I saw a lot of comments saying, is it self-hate? And like, maybe. I don't think Maybe, it, it could, maybe. Not 1% chance it is self-hate. 
99% chance that she recognized that to be a generally accepted character, she has to be lighter than what she is. She has to represent herself in a different way so that people can take her in and give her money. And she played y'all to... <laughs> but I don't even think it's self-hate because if it were, she would present like light skin in real life too. Right. <laughs> She's she clearly would. right. She would. Right. And, you know, uh, Pinky Doll is also a, uh, what do you call it? Uh, an adult entertainer as well. Right? Yeah. And in her adult entertainment picture, she's not putting on this filter. In her adult entertainment situation, she the color she was at the streaming, at the Webby Awards, the streaming awards, whatever the fuck it was. Hmm. <laughs> so that's my Paul Rose, a Negro of the Week nominee, sweetheart. What'd you think? <laughs> you, did, did, did you know that's where I was going? Uh, kind of, yeah. <laughs> I thought she's been a nominee before, though. Was she a nominee before? I think so. She must have lost. Yeah, she lost that week. That's all right. She could be a two-time nominee. I don't think she's going to win this week. That's all right, though. Right, because the Justins, the them the boys. Justins and, uh, uh, and our girl, Representative Angie Nixon. And um, <laughs> Meek Mill. And Meek Mill. All right, we got yes. the time to sweet Let's see. Yeah, Natalie says it's I white face. love it. <laughs> I, yeah, I think it's, love it. I think it's genius, though. I think it is genius. Because it also feeds into the the aesthetic of what she's portraying like you know the, yeah yeah the npc even the so she's so uh uh, uh pinky doll is biting the uh the asian right uh trend of doing npcs in the same particular matter and even then they lighten themselves up so right. they can look more like anime characters so they can look more mm -hmm. neutral right and english is a second language Mm -hmm. Come on, man. Oh, she'd be, uh, what's fruit on the head lady name? Josephine Baker? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? How so? Uh, I was just thinking provocative, pretty, uh, forward thinking performer. Okay. And uh, uh, did you, Josie, was she French or did she move to France? She moved to France. Okay, cool. Well, Pinky Doll, she's French Canadian, right? Yeah. See? Same thing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, Spiel, you know what time it is. It's time for us to vote on the Paul Robeson Negro of the Week Award. Or as uh, Detroit Rivers called it, appalling. <laughs> That's nice. Yeah. All right, so we have a few nominees. We got Meek Mill. We are nominating Meek Mill for the fact that he is proposing informal justice to those who still are intellectual property. Run up, give them the fade. My man Micah said you got to start with a punch of Meek Mill in the face, <laughs> and then we get Diddy, and then we can go on to those systems. So if we are accountable to our own systems of informal justice, Meek Mill suggests a potential consequence and i like it yeah i like it i like it specifically because it's like you can write whatever you want on your little on your little law contract but like we both know what's going on here you paying me for these songs for a little while mm -hmm. once that little while up get my songs back and i'm you can stop paying me that's it All right so that's meek mill 
Uh, we also have Representative Angie Nixon. Representative Angie Nixon is an individual from Florida who was all up in Ron DeSantis's ass. Uh, she was in the background scowling at Ron DeSantis while he was getting booed in Jacksonville's <laughs> vigil for the three black folks who was murdered by that crazed person who named Ron DeSantis in his manner. Why would he go? I still don't understand. <laughs> Why would you go? What? <laughs> Dumb. Um, uh, today's nominees, we have... Justin Jones and Justin, I keep wanting to say Jefferson, but that's a football Pearson. person. Justin <laughs> Pearson. These are the two individuals who are standing up and refusing to be silenced during these special assemblies, assemblies in the Tennessee State Assembly happening over gun violence right now. You know, the, the and unfortunately, the writing is on the wall. Like, the writing is on, I don't even want to say it out loud, but like, there have been people who have been stopped from storming HBCU campuses recently yeah uh and there are black folks and black communities who are being targeted for violence now and school just started right and they in tennessee and tennessee is popping right now mm -hmm. popping right now i forget the amount but don't forget that tennessee state got was it nine figures in rep and repertory actions for the state's uh systematic underfunding of TSU. There's some jealous white folks out there. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, and then lastly, we have for the brilliance of throwing out her light skin face because <laughs> <laughs> she knew dark skinness would not apply. We have Pinky Doll, Lady in the House. What are your thoughts? And as the Lady in the House is giving her thoughts, Wake Up Baby will be on ice. I need your vote for the Paul Robeson Negro of the Week Award. I gotta look into uh, Brandon Scott, Baltimore, <laughs> be more before I just put them all willy nilly on the, on the <laughs> list. But what are your thoughts about our four nominees? Okay, Meek Mill. I I do like the idea, but yes, it does have to start with him. And will he take that accountability? Will he see that you know he's also part of the system that needs to be? <laughs> okay eradicated or you know just Punched. reformed yeah, yeah yeah right um held accountable held yeah right yeah. right what's her name angie nixon yeah right now exactly for some reason that name just makes me want to forget it i don't know why <laughs> <laughs> yeah representative angie nixon okay um hmm did she did she actually say anything though yeah. Okay. So Representative uh, Angie Nixon, she says that since he said we got to stop monkeying around, she been on his ass about being a white supremacist, how we got to be careful of this man, how we have to hold this man accountable for the words he said. She's just been losing. Damn. I mean, but she has no choice. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's a little tough because I'm also leaning, like, I'm between Angie Nixon and just them boys. Yeah, them boys. What are your thoughts on the boys? Uh, yeah, I think what they're doing is is uh, brave. Mm -hmm. um, it needs to happen, and I don't know. I'm a little smack right now. <laughs> you said you're a little smack right now. <laughs> yeah, <that's nice. laughs> All right, then give me the picky dog. <laughs> you a dark skinned woman? How do you feel about a dark skinned woman using light skinnedness? 
to garner attention for herself and gain wealth. It's a great strategy. Mm -hmm. Of course, it does look a little sus, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I personally think her intentions are pure. Like, I don't believe it's self-hate. I don't believe, you know, she wishes she was light-skinned. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, yeah, you, sometimes you have to do what you got to do to get ahead. But, I mean, of course, there's there's a fine line, like... I don't, I don't think there's anything morally wrong with it necessarily. Unless unless there is, then let me know. But... <laughs> let me know. For sure. Yeah. All right. So who's you voting for? Who's the vote? Mm. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Here we go. Right. <laughs> Lady of the house. Yeah, I'm going to go with them boys. Them boys! All right, for sure. For sure. Very good. All right. So then our Paul Robeson Negroes of the Week for refusing to be silenced. I know that look too. I know that look that <laughs> Justin Pearson was giving the Speaker of the House. I know that look like, like if you want to take it there, we can take it there. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to go there, we can go there. Um, also, that's a brilliant strategy though. Like if I can piss you off, if I can get you to put your hands on me <laughs> in, the, in the house, <laughs> come on, nigga. yeah, punch me in the face. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Ooh, I want you to. You know you want to punch me in the face. Ooh, you know you. Ooh, yeah. So for for uh, for brilliant strategy, for the refusal of of silence, for the bravery, for the commitment to the issue of gun violence happening in Tennessee and across the United States because America has a problem. We would like to award Justin Jefferson, Justin Jefferson. <laughs> we would like to award Justin Pearson and Justin Jones, representatives in the state of Tennessee, the Paul Robeson Negro of the Week Award. Y'all stay tuned for the August, or the August, the October ceremony. I need y'all to pull up and accept the award. Hit the blunt one time. We won't tell nobody. <laughs> yeah, no, no, we won't tell nobody. We won't tell nobody. Come through. We appreciate y'all. Keep being courageous. Keep being bold. Keep being loud. You know, my little voice. It's just a little voice, but we see you. We see you. All right, sweetheart is smacked, but I still need that. Oh, no. Burning question. Outrage. We do have a few comments, though. So. Okay, what we got? Who we got? We got some votes on the Paul Robeson Negro of the Week? Uh, no votes, but... Okay, so... The Ken people abstain. Okay. <laughs> Kendall said, what would Conan be in the late night convo? He has great convo still on his podcast and is comical like you. I love Conan. Yeah, I love Conan. Uh, <laughs> big weirdo. <laughs> uh, I say Conan is... Conan. I say Conan is comedy. Comedy. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's nothing wrong with being a comedian. I just don't think I'm a comedian. Yeah. Oh. I can feel that. I just think I'm animated and extra and dramatic. Huh? <laughs> what are the comments we got? Um, and then he said, this is still so weird with the laughing face. Mm. And then your Aunt Laverne from Facebook says, good morning, nephew. I'm with your dad and Uncle Clinton in Dayton, Ohio. Why? <laughs> <laughs> Oh God! Hey y'all! <laughs> oh man! Good morning. Oh jeez, this is Imani. Hey, good morning. <laughs> oh man! 
Oh, it's so weird. <laughs> it's so weird. <laughs> oh, maybe that's what Kendall was talking about. I don't know. I don't know. Um, run the trap and drop the bass said, all seemed equally viable if you look at social constructs, not status. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I can see that. I can see that. <laughs> and then, you know, I said, y'all crazy. <laughs> yeah. Y'all crazy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, my <laughs> Natalie said in my Chuck Brown voice, it's a family. <laughs> Y'all come on in. Uh, come on in. Oh, my goodness. All right, sweetheart. Burning question. Huh? Burning question. Okay. Oh, yeah, it's time. Ooh. Burning question. Burn around. Yeah, give me a good one. Ooh. I want okay. a good one. So we talked about them boys. We talked about mm-hmm. uh, Pinky Doll. Mm-hmm. Did we talk about anything else? Them boys, Pinky Doll, our Paul Rosen Negro of the Week. We talked about uh, our black fact, which is that... Uh, George Washington Carver turned down Thomas Edison mm-hmm. to be in his little cohort so he could <laughs> stay at um he could stay at Tuskegee. So what are we supposed to do with these niggas with money? Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. We don't care. Right. <laughs> Booker T. Washington said, My life's work is at Tuskegee. <laughs> it's at Tuskegee. I don't care about this. That's right. Care about the speech, dog. Yeah. Get out of here. <laughs> so uh-huh. I guess keeping that in mind, what do we do with these niggas with money? <laughs> You can't use my own question. (laughs) You can't use my own question. I need a fresh question, sweetheart. Okay. Um. Do you think there's ever an instance where the better choice would be to take the money, so to speak? I'm glad you asked that. Okay. Because as 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 I'm as I am proud of George Washington Carver uh, turning down Thomas Edison to stay at Tuskegee, mm-hmm. <laughs> I have gone to work for Thomas Edison. True. Uh, and as I am proud of Booker T. Washington turning down frivolous speeches so that he can continue to stay in his black space. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have accepted those speeches. <laughs> <laughs> um, and while there is part of me that wants to, part of me that wants to give me grace because uh, I just feel like money is different now. I feel like the, stay on here. I feel like I'm making more money than my father, uncle, and aunt were at this age, but I have significantly less. Yeah. Significantly less. Mm-hmm. That's not to play them. That's just to talk about what money is now. Right. Um, the reason why I've had to accept those speeches and work for Edison is because I have not seen viable financial success in just these black specific areas. Not yet at least. Right. The difference is now, uh, well, okay, I give myself grace for that. But at the same time, I do ridicule myself a little bit for like, okay, yeah, you did take these opportunities. You did take these opportunities to, I don't want to say sell out, but definitely buy in to other people's philosophies and visions that were outside of your black perspective to 
breach financial access and financial gain so that you could do these things. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is a truth. Uh, that is a truth that I don't walk in direct footsteps of Booker T. Washington, and that's not to say that uh, before Tuskegee that he was doing that, even to say before George Washington Carver denied Edison that he worked for somebody else. I don't know. Yeah. I'm just basing it on this particular fact. But, um, no, not but. Uh, the difference between George Washington Carver, Booker T. Washington, a hundred and something years ago, is that I have the technology to do both. Right. Right? So, traveling from Tuskegee, Alabama to New Jersey in 1912 took you how long? <laughs> Could be days. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and how dangerous was that? Yeah, that right, right. Um, and how much did that cost? Mm-hmm. And right, how much time does that take away from the situation? Now, if you and I wanted to go to Tuskegee, we could be there by this afternoon. We could. <laughs> we could. If we really wanted to be in Tuskegee by five o'clock, we'd be in Tuskegee by five o'clock. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And want to be back here again by nine o'clock in the morning. We could be back here again by nine o'clock in the morning. Right. We have done crazier things. <laughs> <laughs> we have done crazier things. So I think that is the technology that allows us to do both. But like, yeah, I have a hard time. If somebody came and offered me, how much did they offer Booker T. Washington for a speech? Fifty thousand dollars. Yeah. Somebody came and offered me fifty thousand dollars to do a series of speeches. I'd have a hard time turning that down right now. Because my life's also my life's not work is not in this ghetto ass apartment in Highsville, Maryland. <laughs> it's just not. No. <laughs> my life's work is here. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Great question, Claire. I appreciate it. You got any comments from the folks? Um, your aunt says I agree. No, don't need a lot. But if you're happy, then happiness and a peace of and peace of mind is better than any money you make. Back in our day, we couldn't do what you're doing and be vocal with it. That's true. That's a good point. Yeah. That's a good point. So to answer the larger question, what we're supposed to do with these niggas with money is it's kind of like question why they want the money. Right. Because if you're not, if you're not building with it, if it's just for the sake of having, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. All right, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> it's been another great episode of Wake and Bake with BMO. We appreciate y'all. Make sure y'all check out the instant replay on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. Thank y'all for watching. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Listen to the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts on Apple Podcasts. Uh, we're going to leave you with Detroit Rivers, Black Boy Joy. We'll see y'all next Tuesday. Remember, keep the rumor going. The mugshot is not real. It ain't real. Tell the people on Facebook it ain't real. We'll see y'all on Tuesday. <laughs> Don't let this feeling slip away. Oh. Yes, it is. Yeah, happy feelings. Break a barely your mind. Don't be amazed. Find yourself. Learn your joys and pains. Live your voice and sing. Your voice. The sounds in your heart. Don't you worry about a thing. And don't forget your lyrics. This is a reminder of joy. Every time you hear it, just worry about this joy. Now you can wear it. Can say just want you to share it. Let this black boy joy get up again.
cannon. Black boy joy through all the pain. And black boy joy say it again. One more time, get this black boy joy up on your brain. Let this black boy joy give you some game. Black boy joy, get up again. And black boy joy through all the pain. And black boy joy say it again. Where I was raised, black boys was being destroyed. I grew up a black boy, they had stole my joy. Nobody put on my neck, so I do it for Floyd. Do it for Tamir Rice and for the underemployed. That's for the ones that gave back, communicated, deployed. I wanna give you a rope so that you can abort. I wanna give you a hope so that you can avoid having to be a black man without no black boy joy. So get this black boy joy up on your brain. Let this black boy joy get you some game. Black boy joy, get up again. And Black boy joy through all the pain. And black boy joy, say it again. One more time, get this black boy joy up on your brain. Let this black boy joy get you some game. Black boy joy, get up again. Black boy joy through all the pain. And black boy joy, say it again. For us, it's easier to go to jail than to go to college. Rather us be entertainers than be getting knowledge. They fund their own genocide. The word is power. Killing niggas in every song. I think it's coward. Easier to act tough when you and doubt because the world incriminates us. Cause we in doubt. Now we afraid of our own kind and it's really wild. I think they got us backwards, but I figured out. It's easier to fit in than it is to stand out. So I'm black boy joy when I'm cruising around. And I'm black boy joy. Joy fresh hitting the town, and I'm black boy joy dancing, cleaning the house, and I'm black boy joy when I go for a hike. Been black boy joy since I was riding a bike. My son, black boy joy, and that's crazy to me. I was miserable growing up, I really hated it, G. But the world is much bigger than I was able to see. So get this black boy joy up on your brain. This black boy joy get you some game. Black boy joy get up again, and black boy joy through all the pain, and black boy joy say it again one more time. Get this black boy joy up on your brain. Let this black boy joy give you some game. Black boy joy, get up again. Black boy joy through all the pain. Black boy joy, say it again. Smile.